Today's episode is brought to you by Yelp, whose mission is to connect people with great local businesses. They're also helping me connect with you, which is totally awesome. Now here we go. Yeah, I call it the secret social sauce. But when it comes to your content, just remember, it's all about what you do every day. Be visual, be consistent, be honest, and be uniquely your business. And when you start thinking, well, I don't know what to share, what to post, or what to have my staff talk about, remember there's never nothing to talk about. There's always something happening. There's always something moving. There's always a thought in your head. That's where you start and you can share and don't worry about competing with quality, with quantity, just get started. Welcome to Full Comp, a show offering insight into the future of the hospitality industry, featuring restaurateurs, thought leaders, and innovators, served up on the house. If hosting this show has made one thing incredibly clear, it's that teamwork, data, and resources will be what help us thrive post-pandemic. Understanding that, Yelp and I have created a cheat sheet, offering insight into consumer behavior, popular trends, and free tools and resources to help you get open and stay open. You can download that guide at joshcopel.com forward slash resources. Didn't write that down? There's a link in the show notes as well. This one's coming totally out of left field. I had the pleasure of being on my friend Luke's podcast and I enjoyed the conversation so much, I stole some of it to share with you here. Luke is a master digital marketer. He's built some huge brands within the industry. You also get to hear a bit more from me than you normally do. So sit back, relax, and listen to these two old dogs chew the fat. So I work with a lot of independent business owners, independent uh, food service operations, that um, right now, honestly, because of the situation, the COVID, right, they are struggling. But they've always struggled, right? Independent businesses have it tough. And so, especially food service, you're working 12, 16-hour days, margins are slim. One of the last areas that you really want to focus on is content creation and social media. And I found that there's this invisible wall that a lot of owner operators can't walk through. And that is, I don't know what I would share. Uh, I don't have, nobody's going to be interested in this stuff. And I call it the content imposter syndrome. And this is episode 58. And I interviewed a creative director at a marketing agency. His name's Carrie Weston. And, you know, his, we started talking about why people are struggling to make content Well, imposter syndrome is the idea or the feeling that you don't deserve your success. And content imposter syndrome is the idea or feeling that your content, right, your products, your images, your videos, your words don't deserve or they can't stand up to the content that already exists in your business world. So you don't feel like you can compete against the overwhelming quality and quantity of imagery that exists in food service is especially hard, right? Go on Instagram, go on Pinterest. The food photography and imagery being put out right now is amazing. And it's jaw-dropping stuff that 
honestly is pulling valuable attention and eyeball time away from your you know, potential customers viewing your stuff. So how, how do you compete, right? Let's say you, you're just getting started and you, you want to put some content out there and you go online and look at the, the world that you're going to be posting about and you get discouraged because there's a lot of great stuff and you don't think you can compete against that, but you can. And the, the biggest thing is that honesty helps tip the scale. So don't be afraid. Don't have that content imposter syndrome weighing you down. Just be your unique business. You know, you're not worried about competing against videos that have hours of production time and professional equipment behind them. You know, take out your phone and do what you do. Show what you do. Show who's doing it and share the why behind the way you do it. At the end of the day, people want to see behind your curtain, right? They, they want to see how you operate. That's going to be the most interesting thing to them. And your honesty is going to build a stronger affinity to your brand than trying to create some generic high quality content. So that's, that's my spiel for how I at least try to prod independent business owners to getting started when they feel frozen with that, uh, um, I can't do this look on their face. Well, you have to create the content that you want to see out there. And, and, and so you, you cater as if you're your own audience. Um, and, and the reason I believe that is because you, you never know what's going to go viral. I interviewed Elizabeth Tilton from Oyster Sunday. And the way I found out about her, her shop, they do uh, restaurant consulting work, restaurant back office stuff. Uh, and they're great at what they do, but, but they receive national acclaim. Because on their own website, they published a, a restaurant post-COVID recovery guide, like best practices. These are things you can do. And they've regularly updated it. But it caught fire. And this, this little shop based out of New Orleans, they have an outlet in uh, New York as well, um, received national acclaim and national attention from, from hundreds, if not thousands of restaurants nationwide. And, and it's because they created the content that, that was right for the moment and they were true to self. They didn't do it so that it would go viral. And, and it just goes to show that if, if, if a, a document, an unsexy document like that can receive national attention, anything you do within the right context has that same opportunity. So it comes back to your example of, with Mark Canales too. It's, it's the, the selfless stuff that you're doing because it's it's important to you or it's important to your community is is going to resonate more than anything else people see through the 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 hard sell so to speak so i'm in you know more of the b2b side of things and i deal a lot with um cases and cases of, of products that we want to raise the awareness of and let people know about and we could have gorgeous photography and hd video from the manufacturer that we, we put out and use. And posts like that will we'll get, you know, a few dozen likes here and there. But when I show our team, when I show the people behind the scenes, those posts get, you know, 100 plus likes. And, you know, we're, our community is not huge. We don't have thousands of followers. Um, but when you get a post that's got 150 likes on it because it shows your team, you know that resonates with your audience. And I'll give you an example. 
um, relatively recent, right, during the COVID situation. Everybody uh, was looking for uh, hand sanitizer products. So we got a shipment of uh, sanitizer dispensers in that were disassembled, like 600 units that were in two pieces. And I heard that two of our team went out and manually opened and assembled all the units before they went out to customers. Like, oh man, that is some, just some good stuff. I was like, oh man, did you guys get a picture? Tell me you get a picture of that. They didn't. Oh, all right. So I called the IT guy. Hey, can you get into the security feed and get me footage of this? He says, let me check. I'll get back to you. Uh, about an hour later in my inbox, a video pops up of the security camera looking at the area in the warehouse where they were doing this. And I said, oh, perfect. And I put it out online and it blew up. People loved it. You know, it was just showing how we're working behind the scenes to help make people's lives a little easier, to help make our customers' lives a little easier. And I didn't think anything of it beyond the fact that we just have to show, you know, this is our team, you know, here's what we do. And people loved it. So, you know, oftentimes, I guess the, the lesson here, the takeaway is what you do and how you do it, even if it's the, like the mundane, everyday details, that's, that's what makes you and your business interesting. And, and sure. if you can share that, you know, you, you're, you're in a good spot. So don't think you have to compete with stuff that isn't you. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, you've interviewed so many people. Have there been any aha moments? I really liked my interview with you. And not to put you on the spot <laughs> or anything, but you, you were a fantastic guest because you're so darn passionate about this stuff. And you've had a varied background in the industry. But through it all, you know, the the sentiment that I got in that interview, and I actually titled it this, it's episode 55, called Everyone Leaves Happy. And I think that's important to differentiate between everyone leaves happy and things like saying thank you, right? The first topic we talked about. Mm -hmm. Saying thank you is something you can do, um, you know, just because. But when everyone leaves happy, there are challenges. And anybody in food service knows they've dealt with an irate customer or an irate staffer or a less than desirable situation or a great situation that they wanted to continue uh, to make better. That idea requires something, though, of the owner, of the manager, and that is a personal investment in the success of the establishment. They, they need to feel like what they're doing and the business they're running is important and valuable. And that has to come through and how they handle the situation or it's just lip service. And I wanted to put it out to you, Josh, to, to kind of talk about that because that, that was my, was my nugget, you know, and you kind of in that episode worked in, you can't save your way to profitability, but I think that still fits within the bubble if everyone leaves happy. Because it, it, well, geez, it fits in expectations and perception as well. It's kind of a nice nugget that ties everything together. But I want to throw that to you, you know, and I am I'm going to throw a curveball with it. <laughs> if everyone leaves happy, is there no pleasing some people? That is that's a great question. So the expectation was this: when we said everybody leaves happy, what that means is that it's not that nobody leaves upset right? It's not that we're doing our absolute best. 
It's that everybody leaves ecstatic, that everybody leaves happier than the moment they walked in. And the, the purpose of that was to explain the vision of the restaurant, which was quite simply that to the staff, to give them something real, something visceral, a, not only a challenge, but a tool. Because in, in, in stating that everyone leaves happy, I follow it up by saying, there's nothing that I am not willing to do. There's no amount of money that I am not willing to spend or lose to make sure that everybody leaves happy. And in setting that expectation, I empowered the staff. I didn't need to get directly involved to make sure everyone left happy because I told the staff, do whatever you need to do. If it's a birthday, you comp dessert. If it's an anniversary, you comp bubbles. You never need to come to me and ask. If somebody didn't like something uh, and it was, it was prepared incorrectly, which almost never happened, uh, let me know. But if they just didn't like it, like people aren't required to like everything you put in front of them. If they don't like it, they don't have to eat it. They don't have to pay for it. Pull it off the table. But it's an understanding that that was going to be my answer to every question they presented me with. It empowered them to one, operate independently, and two, indoctrinate the people that came to the restaurant with our philosophy. The few times that I would need to get directly involved in a situation, it was almost always at the host stand because we were almost always overbooked because it's really the only way to make money in this industry. And I would start every conversation with every patron, no matter how upset they were with. Let me just start by saying that there's no world that exists where you don't leave happy. I am going to do whatever it takes to make sure that you leave happy and you are pleased with the decision that you made to dine with us. And no matter how pissed anyone got, as soon as they heard those words come out of my mouth, it de-escalated the situation because they knew that I was on their team. This entire restaurant, if we were to use a sports analogy, this entire stadium was built for them. They are the team that I serve. And so I, you know, that was, that was the big idea behind it. Uh, and I think that, geez, I'm trying to think of anyone left unhappy, anyone that I was made aware of ever left unhappy, no matter what I did. And I just, I can't, I can't remember a single time that I was made aware of a situation where I wasn't able to turn it around. And like what, you know, Danny Meyer talks about this all the time, but like what a privilege it is to have the opportunity to be able to turn it around in real time, that you're not reading a review online or they're not just going around to everyone they know, telling them what a terrible experience it has. It takes courage to tell people that things aren't okay. Even as a restaurant patron myself, you know, I, I, I fight the urge to always say it's great. You know, when someone's like, oh, how is this? I'm like, oh, it's great. I don't want to be a bother. You know, but then they might lose my business forever if there was something wrong. So I've always appreciated the, the patrons that were vocal about the issues they've had because it gives me the opportunity to make it right and to save that relationship. And, and, and it gives me the opportunity to show them how much I care. I like what you said in that you literally stated there's nothing, uh, I'm not going to stop short of you leaving happy, you know, paraphrasing. And, you know, in essence, what you're doing is disarming them and, and opening them up to be receptive because for you know the majority of people we've had a bad dining experience somewhere in our lives and we've had a bad dining experience at a place 
that didn't give a crap. And we kind of carry that chip on our shoulder. So it's very disarming to hear somebody be on your side, right? As you said, and, and to know that, and that's probably why you haven't had a situation that you haven't been able to turn around because you're, you're on their team. Right. And I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm curious what the most ludicrous thing or the silliest thing you've done is to make somebody happy. Like, tell me you like wash somebody's car or something. No, not, not that ludicrous, but we did end up in a situation. Um, so when we initially opened for Sunday brunch, there was huge demand, huge. And one of the first weekends that we opened for Sunday brunch, uh, we blew through all the brunch food and then immediately rolled into dinner, like the dinner offering hours early because there were still so many people there. And like, we were like, we have to serve people something. I had a group of eight come in for dinner at eight o'clock at night. And Luke, by that time, I had run through most of the dinner menu as well. We were basically out of food. <laughs> and these people had, had been sat unaware. The chef had notified me. And so I was like, all right, you know, we're just going to stop taking in reservations, call everyone, let everyone know that we're done for the day, offer them gift cards, apologize profusely, and uh, give me the, the contact information of anyone that's that's still upset but there was this a top that had sat like 10 minutes before and they were waiting to order and so i walk up to the group and i just level with them and i was like okay so we have food we don't have much and we can't make most of what's on the menu what i can do is this i can get you another round of drinks and promise you that we'll serve you enough food that you will be full collectively but it might not be the stuff that's on the menu. I can just have the chef start cooking based off what we have and any preferences and allergens you have. And they were cool with it. They like totally played the game. Got them another round of drinks. I didn't charge them a dollar for anything they ate or drank. Uh, and and they, you know they basically got access to the most limited chef's tasting menu of all time. There are just no limits, you know? It's, I have a servant's heart. I enjoy serving people. For me, I get more pleasure out of running food and dropping it on, on, on a patron's table than I do from the administrative work that I'm forced to do to keep the restaurant open. That, that, is, that is my opportunity to really shine. Um, and you know, I think that's why most of us get into it and the reason that most of us can't get out of it. Well, it, it, that's a natural fit. You get energized from the hospitality side of it, right? You're Superman and going out up to the sun is going out to the tables and you're getting recharged. The, uh, the same for me, if I'm helping an operator, you know, improve their digital presence or helping them understand how to use video. I love the, the teach a man to fish school of thought, right? Um, you know, we live in an industry that's got an answer and an app for everything. And mm -hmm. I try to find, help them find the cheapest or most cost effective way for them to do it the way that they want to do it. And so finding your, your core passions, knowing, you know, what gives you that, um, that juice to keep pushing forward. That's uh, a valuable thing to know. And yours, yours is hospitality, bud, for sure. And I know sometimes in food service, well, from every position, right? Chefs, cooks, wait staff, crew in the dish pit, it might feel like 
am I the only one working today? You know, you're pulling your hair out. You're like, where is, you know, they're there, but they didn't show up. You know, I spent a summer uh, bussing tables and washing dishes at my uncle's restaurant. And I know the feeling, right. Of thinking that if I wasn't there, the whole place would just grind to a halt, you know, good luck serving food on dirty dishes. Mm -hmm. But the reality is it takes the whole team to make things click, to make a shift run smoothly. You know, you want to avoid mistakes. You want happy customers. You want happy staff and, and customers, right? They, whether they know it or not, they will pick up on the level of team spirit in your operation. And it will positively or negatively affect uh, their experience. So, you know, their teamwork, team spirit is invaluable. But it can also be, it can also be applied to um, some non-traditional areas of business or places where people just don't think to use it and to put the modern spin on it, right? You could take the collective input and enthusiasm of your team to improve your operations, to make shifts run more smoothly, but you can also use their ideas for social media content. You can showcase them in videos and photos. I used the example earlier of, of showing our team and how much higher um, the engagement is with those types of posts. And what's really cool is when you start asking for their ideas, receptive to their suggestions, showcasing them in your marketing and your social, they become more engaged, right? They drink the Kool-Aid. They're, they walk a little taller. They're a little bit prouder. They're a little bit more honest. And everybody just clicks a little bit tighter. Applying it in the restaurant, applying it in your operation. It also applies to that digital side of things. Don't try, especially if you're just getting started, don't try to gorilla hands it and be the only one in charge of the thing that represents so much more than just you. You know, you, you, can, you can do it, right? But it's gonna be pretty one-sided or it's gonna end up hollow. So don't forget about the team in the big picture. No one is an island. And I also think it applies to the industry at large. Look at, uh, I did an episode with Othan in Alaska on Know Us Without You, uh, which was this nonprofit that came out of the pandemic. When they looked at all of the support that came down from the, you know, the federal and state government, what they realized was is that undocumented workers were getting no support whatsoever. And Lord knows they're foundational to the, the hospitality industry. They started feeding the undocumented workers in their, in their families. And it's become a whole movement that, that, that was uh, created in, in real life, uh, but, but exists also just as much on social media as finance through Venmo. You know what I mean? The, the, there, there is a way to bring it all together. Um, using the, the holistic approach that you described um, on, on micro and macro levels. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And no time like the present, right? And, you know, we went um, to the mat on, on sharing advice and expertise, not because there was any financial gain there, other than it was going to hopefully help somebody that saw it or read it or watched it. And we did that because, you know, it warmed the cockles of our hearts, right? We, yep. we felt like, well, this is an area we can contribute in. And we've said it a, a number of times here, but that honest, selfless, 
open up and, uh, and let it out type approach is more valuable and is better received than, than anything else. And so, so many times it could be the COVID situation, right? It could be anything. We're presented with opportunities to act and more often than not that opportunity, that moment passes by before we decide to act on it because we're weighing all these consequences, all these pros and cons and the ones that succeed are the ones that take a leap of faith. That's Luke Libri. Check out Luke's podcast, search Dennis Knows Food across all major platforms. If you want to tell us your story, hear previous episodes, check out our video content or read our weekly blog, go to joshkopel.com. That's J-O-S-H-K-O-P-E-L.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a review. A special thanks to Yelp for helping us spread the word to the whole hospitality community. I'm Josh Kopel. You've been listening to Full Comp.